Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drop a Stitch podcast. I'm your host, Natalie. And I'm your other host, Denny. And today we're talking about everything that you need to include in a pattern to mm-hmm. make it great. To make it great, to make it perfect. Or, yeah. you know. As cool. close as can be. As, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? It was good. It, work, 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 a ton of meetings. But yeah. Yeah. Same. Same over here. Yeah, um, you're fully back into the swing of things now. Yes, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get organized and, you know, finding time here and there, you know, with two little ones. What can you do? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've been trying to do my best. Today was super, super, like, um, Isa took a two-hour nap and Kel decided to take Luca out. So I had those two hours, like, the most productive two hours ever i recorded so many little videos for reels and you know things for instagram then i did my makeup and i took pictures and a video of a pattern that i'm releasing this week it was just so productive in only two hours i was like okay this is great can we do this every day (laughs) yes (laughs) but um yeah just busy and you know Time moves quick. Yeah, I know. It's just so crazy. Time goes by so fast. Oh, yeah. And then we're here again talking about our week, and I feel like we did this yesterday. Yeah, we blinked, and I know. Oh, a week has gone by. How was your week? Um, Same as last week. I don't know. (laughs) I know. I didn't do anything new besides... Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, okay, we're going to get into the videos. I mean, into the video. I'm so used to (laughs) recording voiceover and doing this for my videos. And I also have memorized everything that I say in a video. It's like, okay, let's get into the video. No, no. Let's get into the podcast episode. Let's get into today's episode. Okay, it's tired. It's We're tired. It's tired. It's tired. (laughs) Okay, I I can't talk. Um, we're tired. It's late at night it's and, late. you know, we're doing this. Life's busy. You record podcast you guys. episodes at 10 p.m. <laughs> I know. Well, this is the only time that we don't have kids screaming. So, yes. We don't um, really have a choice. Yep. Okay. So we're going to start yes. with what makes a pattern a good pattern. Yeah. Well, to start you need a title mm-hmm. or a name for your pattern yeah do you feel like it's gotta be like a catchy name or it doesn't matter i don't think it really matters no eh? it's more like personal yeah i think it's more personal i think the most important is to find a name that no one else has used yeah or as little as possible like yeah i always like when i and I say always, like I've released a ton of patterns. I have not. I have multiple <laughs> that I need to release. But when I pick a name for my patterns, I typically will like search the hashtag yeah. on Instagram and like search a name on Pinterest and see if something comes up. If yeah. I can see that like sometimes it's random, but sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, like this same hat just keeps popping up. So clearly mm-hmm. that's the name of it. So I'm going to find a different name. Yeah. Um, for me, oh my gosh, it's so hard to find a name. Yeah. I don't use anything in particular. I just, whatever kind of suits the pattern too. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have something special about the pattern or 
something or somebody that I made it for, for example, like Andrew's blanket, Andrew's the name of my mother-in-law. So, you know, it was made for her. So it just fit. It just, it was meant to be, uh, no, no. Yeah. It was just easy. It was easier to just call it like that because it had, you know, a purpose. Um, But besides that, it's so hard. I just try to find whatever comes to my mind. Yeah. I applaud people that some people have really great pattern names and you're like, yeah. But I find a lot of people too um, will find like themes. Yeah. And like that helps then. You like have a theme and it or a collection and then you do all the patterns and it's like, like I'm thinking the flax sweater. Like, yeah. She has a bunch of other patterns in that same collection that is free, but it's all like flax, rye. Like, it's all mm-hmm. types of whatever it is grain, wheat, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's once you start with one thing, it's easy to just like, okay, the next, the next, the next, the next, yeah. right? And then it also, it's, I've seen people using like two words, almost like a little phrase for mm-hmm. the name. And, to me, it's just so hard to come up with something like that. I have to find one name. Yeah. I'm like, I need one name. And make it easy to write. Make it easy to remember. You also have the added challenge that you typically will do your patterns in Spanish and in English. Yeah. So you need to find a name that kind of fits both. Yeah. I usually tend to do English names. But then I see all the Malabrigo um, yarn. And they are a Spanish company. Mm-hmm. They have all their yarn with Spanish names. names. Even Malabrigo is a Spanish word. Really? What does it mean? Yeah. It, it's it's two words. They just combine it. Okay. It's, so it's malabrigo means like like bad dressed. Okay. You know, like you... Ab- abrigo is like a very heavy sweater. Okay. So if you said malabrigo, you, you mean like you're not dressed properly. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so even that, and they have so many cool names, and I'm like, why don't I use you Spanish should. names? You should. They're then it would be so easy, nice. and like no no one in like the English would yeah, have those no already. one in the English community will have yeah, them. I know. I'm like, why don't I do that? I don't know. It's just I don't think it would prevent people from finding or like buying your patterns. No. I, like sometimes I buy patterns, and I'm like, what is this name? Like why? Oh, yeah. In, in, you know? other language that is not even English or Spanish. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. and sometimes it's even in English, and I'm like, really? Like, yeah. play on words, it's like, I know. Done with that. But it's fine. If it made you smile while you did it, then do it. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Okay, next we have the description. Yes. It's always nice when you are looking at a pattern or buying a pattern to have a little kind of explanation of how it's worked. Okay, so this will be in the listing. You in mean, the listing, but I find it fun to have in the pattern as well. Like, we all buy patterns or, yeah. like, pin patterns or do whatever. Yeah. And then don't touch them for years and then randomly find them. And like, oh, yeah, I bought this, yeah. like, <laughs> three years ago. Let me make it now. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Guilty. <laughs> We're all guilty of this. So when you, like, when I really appreciate when there's a description in the pattern because I'm like, oh, yeah, let me make this. And then you read it. It's like, okay, it worked in the round, then worked back and forth to do this. And then the, and you're like, okay, like, instantly you before you even read the pattern, you kind of already know where you're going. Yeah. Whereas sometimes if you read a pattern for something that you have no idea, like, is it, you know, starting from the bottom, from the top, from the left, from the right, like, what is happening? Yeah. It can be a little confusing. So. Well, I think especially if it's a pattern a little bit more, not complicated, but not like yeah. a hat, for yeah. example. You know, 
you know, y- you can say that it's worked in the or ground. Or like a blanket, but... you kind of know how it's done. Mm-hmm. But if it's worked like a sweater, is it like, you know, different pieces that are assembled? Is it worked yeah. in the round? Is it like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even a hat, like we, you have hats where it's like in the round and you have hats where it's like knit flat and yeah. then assemble or okay, crochet flat. Okay, but who you know? does that nowadays? <laughs> I know. We don't like those people. But no. to get certain styles, you kind of yeah. have to though. Um, but yeah, so a description is always fun. Like it's, I mean, typically, you know, when you buy the listing, but it's always great when it's in the pattern so you can refer back to it. Yeah. Let's make a little pause. I want to ask you, whenever you are writing the description in your listing, whether it is on Etsy or, you know, in Ravelry, you have to, Mm -hmm. but not everybody likes to give away the needle or hook size that you're using and some materials to just to keep it not to keep it intricate but for other people to not be like oh okay so she's easy using to copy uh-huh oh, okay so she's using that size needle with and that yarn and that okay yarn. let me figure mm-hmm. yeah no i agree with you i don't typically like share that information yeah but if someone's like hey i want to do this i just want to make sure i have you know the tools or whatever then yeah i mean they can find it if they really search they can go and ravelry and find it so at that yeah. point i'm just like yep it's this hook yeah and like but like and i'll typically yeah like i mean if they ask i share yeah. i don't just give it for fun to give it because it is it just makes it easier for people that want to copy the pattern yeah it's just so hard nowadays to try to keep things not like private but so that people won't copy you before yeah. what happened to me most of the times is that do i want to share what i'm working on mm-hmm. because i'm i know i'm not gonna finish it within i don't know like a week or two let's say and then what if somebody comes and kind of steals the idea uh-huh. and does it before you and, and then it's like well but that just takes the fun out of like sharing what I'm working on and asking people's opinion if they like certain things and it's like I can't but at the same time you posted about it like way before this person would have released their patterns so yeah yeah Mm. I I think about that too I'm like okay I'm publishing these stories or reels or whatever so it's there that I did it before I shouldn't give a crap but sometimes you know your mind just plays that and you're like oh but I don't want this is too good for me to like you know, give it away. Just give it away. Yeah. And it, it's it's shitty that we even have to think about I it. I know. It's I so know. shitty. And that's, like, why our next episode, yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about how to know if you're copying someone and if you're actually, How like, to know if you are heavily, um, what's the inspired. word? Inspired. Inspired by AKA somebody copy else's. copying yeah. <laughs> Or if it's your own inspiration and you're just creating something. Yeah. Okay. So we have the title. We have the description. Now yes. we have materials and, and tools. tools so anything and everything you will need to make the pattern from mm-hmm. the yarn to the hook and needle size to the length of the circular needles if you're that's what you're using yeah. to scissors and darning mm-hmm. needles to stitch markers and what kind of stitch markers you need yeah are they locking stitch markers are they like ring stitch markers um the quantity of yarn is also very important i hate yeah. patterns where you can tell that there's multiple colors and it's like one skein of each 
I like, know. No. I have done that before. You have done that before. I know. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. There's one that has like three rows. The whole hat is made with one color and then there's three rows of the other I color. Know. You don't need a whole skein. I want to know how much so that I can weigh the little scraps I have left. I know. Well, the thing is, for me, this is like before. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, that was annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to put my watch in um, silence mode and Clearly I ended up doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, anyways, so I did that before because I couldn't figure, I wanted to do patterns so bad, but then I couldn't figure it out how to say how much yarn I used. Yeah. You know what I mean? The and easiest just, trick, weigh each ball of yarn before you start weigh them at the end you know how much you use even though your project is full of colors i know but that you know you just know that after yeah multiple times. i would say honestly like writing patterns and i'm not kidding this is why two of my patterns right now i haven't done anything <laughs> with because i haven't weighed them oh no i don't know how much yarn i use and i've already like put the tag and put the pom-pom so i can't weigh the hat now and i'm okay. just like uh I need to weigh the leftover yarn is what I need to do. So if you are using, let's say, one skein of the wool is thick and quick. Mm -hmm. And you know you get one hat out of that. Yeah. Like no matter what size you're making, mm -hmm. you're still putting how much yarn you need? Or yes. you can just say one skein of this. Ideally, yes. If yeah. you're using almost the whole skein, go for one skein is fine. But if you're making a newborn hat and you know that you yeah. could have like... The thing is, if you do that, it allows people, oh, I have a scrap of this. Good, I have enough to make this hat. Let me make yeah, it. Yeah, that's right? true. I hate when they don't do that. Like, they don't specify that, especially mm -hmm. for smaller amounts of yarn. Because, yeah. like, we all have yarn stashes. Yeah. We all have a gajillion. And she like, looks around my office. Yes. <laughs> we all have yarn stashes. <laughs> we all have, like, a gajillion, like... I've started on this ball of yarn, but then use the rest of it. Yeah. And like projects that tell you how much yardage you need mm -hmm. allow you to use the leftovers yeah, instead of having them sit on your shelf for 14,000 years and then donating them somewhere when you're tired of seeing them, you know? Yes, as we all do. <laughs> so yardage, very, yeah, important. very important. Tools, every single one needs yeah, to be you included. Yeah, you need to tell everybody. Down every to the scissors I, to everything yeah in one of my patterns I, f I think it's the first one of the chunky blankets that i did now i'm just obsessed making chunky yeah. blankets i'm sorry for everybody <laughs> you know i'm gonna continue but um i showed the yarn needle and mm -hmm. i also showed how to join join the yes. yarns together and so people were like well see if you're joining the yarn together why do you need the darning needle and i'm like well because you have at the beginning at the at beginning the at the end yeah yarn to weave in you know yeah. and they were like oh okay i'm like i have to show it you, you have know? to yes you have to include everything and even if you use it like a teeny tiny bit you yeah think about someone is leaving on a trip looking at that list and needs to have absolutely everything they need to make it yeah if you leave without your darning needle like i mean it's not the end of the world but you still cannot finish your project 100 yeah. percent. those ends are gonna stay yeah um and what I, and one thing too like if you're specifying stitch markers especially if there's multiple because you're doing Different you know something things. that has a repeat or a sweater that has increases or whatever patterns that write how many stitch markers you need 
are amazing. Yeah. I've came across patterns that are like five stitch marker of one color and three stitch marker of another color because you're yeah. marking different things. And I was like, this is so amazing. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then they tell you which to put where and it's just, it makes everything simpler. Yeah. So the more details you give always makes it easier and always brings you less questions. Oh, yeah. Next, we have the gauge. Yes. Extremely important. We've talked mm -hmm. about this before. We all hate it. Yeah. But we all need it. Mm-hmm. And it's what's going to make your project great. Yeah. I already said this before, but it happened to me. It, uh, to this day, I have people saying, oh, you know, this is not the right size hat. How is this an adult hat? Like, it won't even fit my six months old. And it's like, what? Are you using the right um, tools, needles, the right the needle, right. the right yarn? And also, did you gauge? Because mm -hmm. maybe you're making it, you know, small. You crochet super tight. Uh -huh. Or you, yeah. It happens with my blanket, too. Another girl was saying... Um, I'm crocheting the same amount, I have the same yarn, I have the same hook, um, and I'm still, I feel like my blanket is so small. And I'm like, did you check the gauge? Because yeah. maybe I crochet, and I know I you crochet, crochet loose. loose. Yes, compared to me, you uh, yeah. crochet very loose. Exactly. So I'm like, did you check the gauge? Because maybe you're crocheting way tighter than I do, and yes, you're going to have a smaller blanket. Yeah, so in that case, you need to up your hook size mm -hmm. so that you can make up for that difference. Yeah. So um, gauge is super important. Yes. And typically gauge is given four inch by four inch. Mm -hmm. And please include what stitch to put your gauge in. Yeah. If your pattern has more than one stitch, if your pattern has only the one stitch, that's fine. That's the default one that is going to be in the gauge. Yeah. But if your pattern has more than one stitch, you need to include where what it's stitch? at. Yeah. If you're doing a hat that has, you know, a knit one pearl, one brim and whatever type of stitch for the rest of the hat there's two types of stitch is the gauge on the brim is the gauge on the hat i don't know if yeah. you don't tell me so very important to specify that as well mm -hmm. next abbreviations mm -hmm. this is like the knitting and crochet code um, code yeah <laughs> <laughs> that makes other people be like what is this what another language <laughs> it's chinese yeah and we're like no no it's just knitting and crochet yeah um you are going to have beginner knitters, even if your patterns are more advanced. Some people have the guts to be like, I'm going to start with this intermediate pattern and I'm mm -hmm. going to figure it out. And abbreviations are super helpful. And even if you come across a new stitch that you haven't worked, I still come across new stitches that I haven't done yeah. before. And or even sometimes in patterns, um, it will say like do a bobble. There's yeah. a gajillion different ways to do bobbles. Yeah. So like the abbreviation and a little explanation of how that stitch is done mm -hmm. is amazing to like help yeah. you. And um, also specify if it's using U.S. terms or um, U.K. I think yes. they use double crochets different than single yeah, crochet. Yeah, their double crochets are single crochet, I think, or yeah, something like that. Everything's like, like that. doubled. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So yeah. also specify yes, which one it is that because be very if, you, if somebody that's from the UK is buying your pattern, maybe they will assume that is, yeah. you know. And be very confused. Yeah, and then be like, what result. is this? <laughs> yes. So that's important too. And the next part... The pattern itself. The most important part, mm -hmm. which we can't help you with how to write because it depends on what you're doing. Yeah. But basically, you need to write down every single step of every single thing you've ever done in mm -hmm. this pattern. The more details, the better. But also, like, I have a pattern that is 
I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to give it away, but um, a pattern that I bought last year and it's just so long for something so simple. I'm like, it's ridiculously simple and the pattern is like, I'm not lying, like eight pages. Jesus. For a hat. Oh. Specifically a bonnet. I'm just going to okay, leave it I there. Know which one. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. And I'm like, why do you need so much? Just tell me what I need to do. I don't want to. Because then you're trying to figure it out. Then it's confusing. Then if it's you put confusing. too much information, yeah. it's just as confusing as if you didn't put enough. Yeah. And this goes back to the conversation we had last week. This is mm-hmm. where you get pattern testers and you get tech editors. Yeah. And you get, you know, other people that you know that knit and crochet take a look at your pattern because those are the people that will be like, okay, this is too much. Okay, this is not enough. Yeah. Like, this makes sense. I remember one time I was, I, I don't I don't think if, I don't know if it was you or if it was Katrina, and I was writing a pattern, and one of you two told me, because I put, like, there was a repeat, like a sequence mm-hmm. of, like, two rows maybe, or two rounds for one of my hats. And I was writing it. Like, row one, do this. Row, row two, two, do, do this. this. And row then, three, copy row one. Exactly. Like, I put the same yeah. in all the rows. And I can't remember if it was you or her. You were like, nope, 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 nope. Just put from row one to two, whatever, do repeat this. Repeat this many times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought it was not that obvious. I'm like, I yeah. mean. Because you're gearing your patterns more towards beginner, like it can be helpful when it's fully written out because they can scratch it out as they go. Yeah. Whereas if it's like repeat row one and two ten times, like ten more times for a total of eleven times, you're like, okay, wait, where am I? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So for beginners, and I've known beginners who have literally wrote out an entire pattern, like kind of what you were doing: row one, this; row two, this. Okay, then I have to repeat now. it, and they yeah. figure out everything and write it all down so that it can scratch as they go, and it's easy. Yeah. But most of us and people, as soon as like they've done a few pa- patterns, don't typically need to continue doing that. So then it just becomes a lot of information for nothing. Yeah. Give me row one and two, repeat how many times, and yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. You know? Um, one thing, though, that I can say for patterns that is, I find incredibly helpful that not everyone does is if you're increasing and or decreasing – add the row count or the stitch sorry the stitch count at the end yeah because it's so easy to get lost or to miss yeah. one thing and so if every that. time you change and you go up or down in the amount of stitches you write it in brackets at the end of that mm-hmm. row you can quickly double check yourself if you're feeling confident you go a couple rows and you're like okay hey, now i'm gonna double check you know yeah and it's so helpful and it helps people have the proper result yeah yeah, and then we have pictures, and yes. here I have a question. Okay. Do you like or do you prefer pictures that are next to what you're doing, or you like the see picture number three and then having to scroll all the way no. down and Please, check? if you're doing a tutorial, <laughs> split your little <laughs> sentences and put them under the pictures so that we can see, read, understand yeah (laughs) it gets confusing especially if you're if it's printed it's not bad because it's easy to swing back and forth if it's you're on your phone or on your laptop or ipad you're scrolling 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 and then you get so confused um so no definitely pictures 
words same page yeah. please yeah same i that happens to me whenever i'm looking at a pattern like you said in my phone and then you're scrolling down okay picture number whatever yeah. three and then go up again and then go down again it's like I'm just like then I just get so overwhelmed I'm like okay that's enough like I yeah and I, I know why they do it like sometimes for the look for the pattern it's easier that way but it, yeah the practicality of the user yeah dictates otherwise um, and I think in pictures I think it's nice too to have sorry some pictures where it's in progress some pictures where it's finished some yeah. pictures where it's worn like have a variety of your sometimes pictures sometimes showing the stitch too or where to yes. place the hook or the needle side or the needle needy needle yeah um things like that are helpful especially if it's well i think in every kind of pattern the more difficult the pattern it is the more pictures you would you would need you yeah, would need you would and you would appreciate too because yeah one thing i really like for pictures and some patterns do this if you give alternative yarns or if you know like if you've worked it or done it in different yarns yeah. or even not in just the yarn specified in the pattern writing which colorway yeah because sometimes you're like oh okay this is thick and quick that's great but i don't know is this like this one or this one is this butterscotch or mustard exactly and you're like ooh, i don't know and then meanwhile it, they're from the states and they have access to a color that we don't have and yeah. we'll never get you know what i mean yeah. so it's always nice when people will specify like not necessarily in the materials because you don't need to pick the butterscotch like they did but you know like a little note like you know under the, the picture, pictures and the yeah. patterns are in colorway butterscotch and you're like okay yeah. cool yeah, you know? oh, that's a great. I think that's yeah. always like such a nice little just touch. Just a little detail. A little extra, yeah. you know, a little touch. And if you have, you know, sometimes pictures in two different colorways or two different yarns, yeah. then specifying that as well. And then you're like, okay, like um, Alicia has one pattern that's made with the wool yeah. by We Are Knitters. And then she gives the alternative of um, thick and quick. And if you look at it, like she'll say, like, you know, this one is made with this one and this one is made with this one. Nice. So you can visually kind of see the difference between yeah. both of them. And then you know the colorways and everything too. And, and I just I just thought yeah. that was such a good idea. And it just makes the pattern reading experience so much better. You know, yeah, because you're like, you those designer really thought of everything. This yeah. is great, you yeah. know. And we have a few other little things extras. that we came, like, that are extras that you don't need to have but are so nice when you do. Yeah, they would make you know your pattern next nicer. level nicer and also like especially if you're paying for a pattern or a more simple pattern mm -hmm. the more details and extras it has the more you're like okay this designer really cared and you know yeah. gave me everything that they could give me with this yeah. this is so useful it was well worth my money you and know? also you want that in order to get reviews yes you know like people will be happier and they will have a better experience when you have a very nice pattern. And then they will reflect that in the reviews. Yep. And so the little extra ones that we have. Notes is the first one. Kind of like what I was saying. What color it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, alternative yarns. You can also include what I find is great is to make this hat bigger or to make this smaller. Mm -hmm. Like 
this obviously won't work on a sweater, but on things that are pretty repetitive, a blanket or, you know, a hat or whatever, where sometimes, you know, you have a bigger head than the standard and the standard outdoor hat might usually feel a little small on you. So you might want to add a few stitches. So having a little note that tells you this repeat is made, you know, five stitches plus two, then yeah. It gives you that opportunity if you want to change the size. Yeah. You're still using the pattern. You still have all the information, but you have that. And even I've seen it, even for sweaters and stuff, where like in the body, depending on if they're shaping or whatever, they'll be like, if you want to add length, this is where you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those are always fun because it allows you to have a fit that fits you better, yeah. that you'll be happier with, and mm-hmm. therefore a greater pattern overall. Yeah. If you are making a crochet pattern, the crochet diagram is always so, so helpful, especially for people that knows how to read a diagram. They can do it way faster. Like I can read this stitch way faster if I see it, see it on a diagram than if I'm reading the actual step-by-step. Like do not give me step-by-step. I want the diagram. Okay. I don't think I've worked enough with diagrams to be able to say that I would like understand them. Really? Better. Yeah, most patterns that I've done crochet didn't have a diagram. Wow. Or they did, but I didn't quite know what they meant. Oh my gosh. I'm sure if I like started you but because you make them too, I feel like mm-hmm. once you make them you have to yeah. understand them. Um I love yeah, making I wouldn't diagrams. know. Okay, can I ask how do you make them? Like is there an app or do you There is a um a program that I downloaded. It's called Crochet Chart. Okay. <laughs> Very <laughs> basic. <laughs> um it is not the easiest okay to learn, but once you get the hang of it, it's pretty straightforward. You okay. need to know um, what the stitches are and then how to place them. I think the hardest thing of doing the diagram is how to place them because the program is so, how do I say it, sensitive mm-hmm. that whenever you just tweak a little bit, it just moves the, uh, twist the stitch right away and you want to have it like even, straight, yeah. the roads perfect. So it takes a little bit of practice to um get, get it, it get it like looking nice but i've seen other people use uh procreate it's an app that you can mm-hmm. buy for like eight or ten bucks on your ipad and they can do it because you can make the stitch let's say you can make a line mm-hmm. and then the program will make it perfectly straight you know so you can actually make the nice okay. looking stitches mm-hmm. very perfect um and uh, yeah that's that's the program that i use and i love it i still use it i have an ipad i have procreate but i still prefer to use it in my computer and yeah once you've learned it and you're good with it then yeah and like i I said to you i think last week that now even before crocheting something i do the diagram first to see Mm -hmm. if the stitch is gonna match with and line up with uh how you want line up with everything especially when i want to put like different stitches Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know it's just opened a whole new world for me yeah for sure i can imagine that so much better because then you know it's gonna line up perfectly now you just have to crochet and see if you like how it looks yeah you know but you might have to teach me crochet diagrams yeah it's I, i love it like i cannot read it's not that i can of course i can but if you give me the diagram i'm just my my eyes are gonna instantly go to the diagram and i'm like okay and then you understand and you're like oh yeah cool 
Um, Next. Hashtag and or contact email. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned earlier and in previous episodes, it's always helpful if you can find a hashtag, look at other people's project, kind of mm-hmm. see how it is, and therefore like reach out to other people too possibly and the contact email if you can reach out to the designer if you have a question Mm -hmm. if something doesn't work um i've had like people message me especially for my temperature blanket with like hey this color is discontinued can you help me find a replacement because i don't have it so i can't so like i've gone to michael's and compared with other colors and was like hey this is the closest i think this would be good and like so like having a contact email whether you have a question you're unsure how to do things whether it's always helpful and typically as a designer you should expect questions and you should be willing to and wanting to respond to people yeah Um, because it's always nice if you're unsure what to do you reach out and they get back to you you're like okay great this is good yeah for me i try to answer as many questions as i possibly can because i get so many especially on youtube um, on my Instagram as well. Facebook, to be honest, I'm sad to say that I do not check the inbox at all because it's just too much. With YouTube, with Instagram, it's just, yeah, it's too much. So I answer on Instagram, but for people that have bought my patterns, I have a unique email address that it's written in the pattern for them to reach out to me if they need questions. And like I was telling you before, if I see that I have an email in that inbox, I'm going to answer right away because it's somebody that bought my pattern that has a question. And they're possibly stuck not knowing what to do. So whenever they are paying for something, Mm -hmm. um, it's not that I don't pay attention to the people, you know, that are looking at my blog or my videos that are for free. I do. It's just there's so many more that I just tend to, you know, know respond as quickly as if you bought my pattern yeah. and you're writing an you email. do it as quickly as you can but you prioritize yeah. people that have obviously paid for it exactly absolutely that makes sense and the last thing is what you were saying yarn substitutions yes if you have worked your pattern in like we all know super bulky yarn are super bulky yarns but there's a wide range of super bulky yarns yeah. you can't interchange one for the other always it doesn't always work yeah um so and we talked about this in other episodes too but you know giving alternatives is always great especially if you're using fancier yarn or more mm-hmm. expensive yarn if you can also give an alternative for a budget yarn it's reaches out like reaches so many more people and yeah. makes it so much easier for so many people to get it so it's always fun when those are like noted in the pattern too and i've seen it done as you know this yarn or any other super bulky yarn such as and then Mm -hmm. they give you a few Um, and I've also seen people where they've had pattern testers like groups of pattern testers I've been in and in the pattern they're like this is the recommended yarn but pattern testers have had successful results with and then gave a list of other yarns so that's super nice and it's it's a great way to be able to kind of see how your project would look in different yarns too yeah. if you don't want to remake it a thousand times in different yarns mm-hmm. like the pattern tester allowing them to use different yarns can be very helpful in that it can be like a double-edged sword because if they don't use the exact yarn it's not going to be exactly the same yeah. result um but if you have some people that do the same yarn and some people that don't then it kind of gives you the option to be like you know other people have had res- like good you know results with these yarns yeah. so yeah that's always good yeah yeah so that was 
today's episode. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this information. This was a very good... Yeah, like information-packed inform- episode, I think. Information episode, yeah. Plus, we talked about this last week, and then Danny failed to publish on time. But she has... <laughs> She has a template oh, yes. that she's working on publishing. It's going to be live tomorrow. For yeah. Sure. Um, so by to, the time they are listening. By the time they listen to this episode. Um, so we will put the link this time yep. because it will be live. Uh-huh. But she created a template so that you can take notes while you're, you know, working on your pattern or designing it. And the those notes will be very helpful in helping you write all these categories yeah and fill in all this information in your patterns so and like I, I said before too it just makes it so easy because it happens to me I have so many little notebooks here and there yeah and then I go somewhere and I'm like oh I'm sure I have the notes for this pattern in here and it wasn't there and also sometimes I'm looking at something that I wrote and I'm like I can't even understand what I was trying to do like what was I even trying to do I don't even know what's the gauge what yarn was I using what hook like I just don't know so I think like this um template it's it's I'm using it already like it's it's very very helpful so yeah I hope that will help you guys as well to keep you know track of everything when writing a pattern obviously this is for people that write patterns yes so designers or you know but it can also be helpful actually if you're doing patterns from other people and you know you don't match gauge perfectly so you have to change your hook size or you're changing the yarn it could be like a good way to take notes on what you've done to make the pattern happen absolutely especially you know if the yarn isn't available in your country so you're using a different yarn and you're modifying it or whatever that could just be yeah that's great too so we'll put the link to that planner or mm-hmm. template, template or whatever um, in the description mm-hmm. and yeah yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and please remember if you are listening on YouTube you can leave all your comments down below and if you're listening on Apple Podcast, Spotify or Google Podcasts, please leave us five star reviews because that helps us a lot have a great week everyone have a great weekend bye, bye.